From COK Studios in Doug Fabrizio's Furnace Room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Notbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the disturbing trend of conservative manipulation of local nightly news programs. We'll also consider some springtime reading material with our resident book expert, Lynn Ruffle. And we'll consider how you shouldn't mess with me because I know karate. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Wetflix, the streaming pornography service from Netflix. Subscribe today to see original programming like Jackoff Horseman, Bonable Kimmy Schmidt, and Stranger Flings. And the Rainbow Sunflower Dog Training and Wellness Center, offering spring semester classes in canine feminist studies, a cultural history of fetch, marking your territory, and staying and spaying. Visit our website to enroll your furry friend today. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. A video published by sports news site Deadspin over the weekend revealed that dozens of TV anchors from Sinclair Broadcast Group are reciting the same speech on their programs that warns against biased and false news. It was the most recent instance showing the vast reach of a company that owns over 190 local TV stations across the country and has long been criticized for pushing conservative coverage and commentary onto local airwaves. Sinclair has allegedly required local anchors to record promos where they denounce the troubling trend of irresponsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country and say that some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. Sinclair says it is simply warning viewers about the dangers of fake news circulating on social media, but media critics see a powerful company using local journalists to parrot some of President Trump's talking points. Joining us to discuss this troubling information about local news is the anchorman from KRAP News in Denver, Dick Slickley. Thanks for joining us, Dick. Always happy to help out my news brethren. Dick, your station, KRAP, is owned by Sinclair. Do you feel like you're being forced to say things on air that are biased towards conservative ideas? Not at all. We have a very strong tradition here at KRAP of journalistic integrity. We show all sides of an issue and make a truthful, informed report to our viewers. I see. Then why did your station do a story last week called They're Coming for Your Guns, So Buy More? We do so many stories that I'm not sure I remember the specific one you're talking about there. Really? You did the promo yourself. Here's a clip. Tonight on KREP News, the liberals are cooking up a scheme to take your guns, so we'll tell you the best place to hide them and where to buy more bump stocks before they're outlawed. Plus, is President Trump one of the best presidents or the best president? And is that snow in the forecast? We'll tell you tonight at 10. Remember now? Yeah. It did snow that week. That's not what I meant. What about the gun story? That's what people in Colorado are interested in. We have a lot of hunters. So you're telling me that that promo was in no way a mandate from the conservative Sinclair Corporation to manipulate local news media? Not at all. What about your series last month called Every Other News Outlet Except Ours is Completely Fake? It was sweeps. There's no truth to these accusations that Sinclair is a broadcasting behemoth that has a consistently conservative, pro-Trump bent, and has required local stations like ours to run right-wing commentary segments, including segments by former Trump advisors. No truth. You might call that 
I don't know, like uh, fake news. Quite. So you're not just parroting what Sinclair wants you to say in carefully crafted scripts that advance a hidden conservative agenda. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, excuse me. No, no, I'm not. All right, then. I think we've heard enough. Thanks for having me on your uh, liberal fake news show. Thank you. That was Dick Slickly from KRAP News, a Sinclair station. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to Book Look with COK's resident librarian, Lynn Ruffle. Spring is a great time to pick up a book, so Lynn is here to tell us what you might want to read. Welcome back, Lynn. Hi, Connor. Have you been, Lynn? Fine, I guess. Whatever. You seem a little down in the dumps, Lynn. Honestly, I'm all right. Lynn, do you want to talk about it? No, it's nothing. Lynn, it's okay if you want to tell us what's bothering you. I'm just so upset, Connor! My arch-nemesis, Hortense Portnoy, stole an award from me at the Northwest Regional Library Association Conference and Book Fair last week. Oh no, I'm so sorry. It was more like a book unfair. Well, what award did she steal? I don't know if I feel like getting into it right now. Can I just tell you about my first book for spring? Sure thing. Christine Mangan's vaunted new novel, Tangerine, has been called out by some reviewers for its tired, evil lesbian plot, by which they mean the weird and sinister tension between protagonist Alice Shipley and her former Bennington College bestie, Lucy. I found this book very interesting, and it spoke to me because, like Alice in the book, I, too, know the sting of betrayal. Even though we're not lesbians or former roommates, I was able to see parallels to what happened with me and Hortense at the book fair in Tangerine. If you've had an issue with another woman who is obsessed with you and wants to steal your glory, Tangerine is for you. Lynn, what happened with Hortense? My next book for spring is an older book, but it will absolutely satisfy readers who enjoy dark, sticky thrillers. It's called SWF Seeks Same by John Lutz. The story concerns a woman whose new roommate seems perfect until the roommate starts copying her and behaving strangely in other ways. The novel was the basis for the film Single White Female, starring Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Leigh. I'm sensing a theme here, Lynn. Just tell us what happened. Maybe it'll make you feel better. All right. Hortense stole my idea for a new novel and published it and won an award for it at the Northwest Book Fair. She had lines that were almost verbatim from my manuscript. Now, if I publish my book, I'll look like I copied her. She's so smug about it, too. And she wore a pastel sweater set from Chadwick's of Boston. That's my signature brand and look. I just feel so taken advantage of... That's really awful, Lynn. What was the book about? It was a prequel to my Red Sunset saga, about sexy young vampires who find a dark amulet that gives them the power of werewolves, but at a frightful cost, their ability to love. My title was The Amulet of Passion. Hortense called her book Passion's Amulet. I mean, that's just so stupid. And it's a blatant ripoff. Now it's back to the drawing board for old Lynn. Did you try to dispute the award? No. She's too tight with the judges. 
I think she even bribed one or two of them with her signature blueberry muffins. It's very political at the Northwest Regional Library Association Conference and Book Fair. It's probably time for me to take a step back. The corruption in the library world is getting so bad. My friend Alma was threatened to withdraw her application for a very important job at the reference desk when someone sent her a dead fish inside a copy of Pride and Prejudice. If I had to guess, I bet it was Hortense. She's a monster. Yikes. Well, what's your final book for spring, Lynn? Well, I'll try to end on a happier note. A good book for spring is Bitch Be Banished, a new book about a disgusting woman who steals from her neighbor a beautiful enchantress, only to be banished to a dark realm for her crimes. It's so satisfying, Connor. I recommend it highly. Did you write it, Lynn? Uh Uh-huh. Well, thanks for coming by with your book picks. You're welcome. That was Book Look with Lynn Ruffle. Now it's time for our weekly Big Little Wins. Congrats to Jane Ciccio in Phoenix, who decided to forego that brightly colored plastic grass and her kids' Easter baskets this year. That crap gets everywhere, and you smartly went without it so you won't have to keep finding pieces all over the house until next Easter. Jesus and the Easter Bunny would definitely approve of this Big Little Win. Our other Big Little Win is from Simon Wiley in Orlando, who remembered to hide his bong and cannabis before his mom came over for dinner last week. You and your roommate, Chubbs, always leave your paraphernalia out because, why not, but you smartly put it away so your mom doesn't know what a massive pothead you are. Well done. If you'd like to share a Big Little Win with us, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. If you want to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. Make sure to leave us a good review because we need one. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dor- <laughs> you're, you're who? Off to a good start. Out the gate. Ugh. <laughs>